Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. And since the sale of the Commanders became final, Washington, D.C. has been celebrating nonstop. And that continues this week with BetMGM and BetQL. If you're in the DMV area this Thursday, join the Daily Tips, Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger, along with BetMGM tonight's Ryan Horvat at the Nationals versus New York Mets watch party. Happy hour hosted by BetMGM at the bullpen on Half Street in Navy Yard goes from 6 to 10. There will be bonus bet drops throughout the event, prize wheel giveaways, and happy hour prices all night long. You do not want to miss it. So, a lot of breaking news to get to right now, Joe. First off, uh, from Shams, Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown has agreed to a five-year, $304 million Supermax contract extension with the franchise per sources. This is the richest deal in NBA history. It's all fully guaranteed. With a trade kicker, no player option. That, to me, is uh, perhaps the surprising part in all of this. It is safe to say that we now know how the Celtics are building the team for the next several years. It is all about Jalen Brown, all about Jason Tatum, and then building around them. Yep. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They, they made their move in June with, with the big trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, by bringing in Porzingis, then he gets the extension. This is... Their big three, their core the, the, for the foreseeable future. You got Brogdon under contract for a couple of more years, and uh, we know how much he contributed uh, this past year, and the rest of it is just going to be the role players that they bring in that they can fit under the salary cap. But uh, all this conversation for quite some time when they didn't get it done was you got to break Tatum and Brown up. You got to break Tatum. You got to change something. Nope. They, they said we're all in. Chips pushed to the center of the table. Yeah, nothing about last season led me to believe that the Celtics are falling apart. Uh, It was just that they they came up short in a playoff series uh, with a head coach who wasn't starting the year in that particular role. And so with a full offseason to develop the playbook, work with his guys a little bit more, and then just have the the history and seasoning of the playoffs in general, I, I think the Celtics are just fine. Uh, no reason to believe why why they can't uh, grow from all of this. And so I think uh, they're going to be in, uh, you know, a, a great spot going forward. So I think things are just fine as far as the Celtics are concerned. So let's move on now uh, to this idea of uh, our favorite bets in the NFL. So we've each put together a top five list of the best bets that we love making uh, pertaining to the NFL. And I uh, made mine exclusive to just NFL futures. Uh, Joe, maybe you uh, looked a little bit more broadly than that as far as like individual games during the season. Uh, But here is my list of the top five ways that I love to bet on specifically NFL futures. And I'll uh, go from number five to number one here. Number five I like looking at most rushing touchdowns. I looked at what happened with the Lions uh, a season ago, and I figured, you know what? Maybe not everybody knows who the goal line back is supposed to be. Uh, And, you know, much less who the effective offenses are going to be to get to inside the five-yard line. But if you can figure out who the goal line running back is supposed to be, then there may be, uh, you know, a sort of key advantage there. Number four, passing yard props because it's a great opportunity to go under on some, say, overrated quarterbacks or overrated situations. Number three, worst regular season record or last winless team. 
because I think it's a lot of fun to figure <laughs> out uh, where the misery is supposed to extend, especially this year when everyone is hating on the Arizona Cardinals, which means full well that someone else is going to be that much worse. Not to mention, mm-hmm. I'm looking at like all of these dour projections for the Houston Texans, and I go, you know, that division is fairly weak. I wouldn't be surprised if, say, they get to, say, seven wins. That's respectable. I, I can see lots of ways to back the Texans uh, in key spots. Uh, number two, uh, defensive player, rookie defensive player of the year candidates, because one of my uh, approaches, which we'll get into in greater detail uh, when we talk about it, sacks versus pressures has often lit my path to the correct answer. And if you can figure out who is due for a lot of pressures and who can cash those in and get home, uh, sometimes you can find some value that way. And my favorite way to bet on NFL futures, alternate win totals. I love messing with the market and figuring out where something is grossly inefficient. If you can figure out where a number is supposed to be way higher or way lower, then I think you can find some key value there, Joe. Oh, man. I knew. I knew that win totals was going to uh, be near the top of your list in some way. So I, I think that's really uh, that's a good one. Defensive Rookie of the Year. That I, I like a lot of these. Um, I looked mm-hmm. at more uh, of the week-to-week stuff, but some of the season-long stuff. I, I mean, could I have given a top 10? Absolutely. I could have given a top 10 when it comes to the NFL. <laughs> I was just thinking about my weekends and what, what I'm sweating on and as we talk about these games during the week, what gets me excited the most. So uh, it's a mixed bag for me. Uh, we'll start off number five, weekly leaders. This could be passing, rushing, receiving, matchups. I'm, I'm always looking for some value down the list. As far as rushing leader on a weekly basis, uh, e- even passing leader. It's that we all remember when Mike White was two hundred to one to be the passing leader when he got the start, and he and he actually did it. Uh, so I, I love taking a look for some value on weekly leaders in the NFL. Number four on the list. Yeah, I'm a sucker for teasers. Yep, I think we've learned a lot more, especially over the last few years, on how you should bet them, but. Uh, if you're in the right range, there is so much value uh, on these lower total NFL games, teasing them up or teasing down those numbers inside of the field goal. Uh, number three, future one that I take season and during the season, coach of the year. And you can look at certain paths like, oh, look, the next six weeks is going to be pretty soft. This coach is going to get a lot of steam. And the reason that I like Coach of the Year so much is, you know, I, I don't know that it's the right way to vote for it, but the, the way they vote for it is not the best coach in the NFL. So there's value with some coaches that aren't all that great. They're just in a great spot. The schedule is falling right. The team is healthy. Uh, you don't see Andy Reid. You don't see Bill Belichick winning these anymore. You get guys like Matt Nagy in 2018 winning it. Um, you know, Dayball finishes third in the division, and I'm a big fan of his, but should he have won it? Was it because of the New York bump? Like, you've got you've to consider all of that. I mean, Jason Garrett's 2016, was he really the best coach in the NFL? I mean, come on. It's about exceeding expectations, and media markets help as well. So third, I love following the coach at the year market. You can find value very late in the year. Uh, two, 
the old standard, what we talk about the most, NFL sides, whether it's contests or betting game by game, NFL sides, hard to beat. And what I'm going to put number one is what gives me the biggest sweat on a Sunday. And it, it's how Lightning Bets was born. If you've ever do, done the old school Lightning Bet, uh, some, some sports books do offer it, most do not. But basically, you, I, I like to do it with props the most. But you want to sweat? Pick a, uh, pick a quarterback to go over 315 and a half yards with a lightning bet. And a lightning bet means, okay, I'm going to go $5 a yard over. So for every yard that I'm correct, it's, you know, if I'm correct by, you know, 30, it's going to be 30 times $5. Or if, if my player goes down to an injury and I bet an over and I miss it by 200, it's going to be 200 times five bucks or whatever it is. So I, I, man, that is a way when I have a really strong opinion, if you want to sweat, do, do, do a lightning bet on one of those. Um, Here's one that I have from, from last year. It's Justin Fields, rushing yards times rushing touchdowns. And the number was 48 because if he doesn't score a touchdown, it's a zero. So uh, he had a ridiculous <laughs> game. He had a ridiculous game, and and he set and it and it hit at two hundred and forty six x my bet. Like bets like that. Like I I don't do it every week, but if I find the right spot, I love it. I like that. That's nice, Paul. What you got? All right. So we know we know the zero and five, five and zero. All that is obviously going to make a an appearance. But actually, I did uh, align with. Ed a little bit, but my first two, I'll go. I'll go top down because I'm different. Uh, interception leader, quarterbacks though, oh, yeah. because you can look at bad ball rate and get a pretty good idea of similar. Like maybe the interception numbers aren't there, but it could lead you in the right direction. Which like, and the other thing. So my second one is sacks leader, and like you talked about, Ed pressure rate. And I also have a love-hate relationship with these two categories because Hassan Reddick at 100 to one will finish second, and Ryan Tannehill at like 50 to one finished second. So it's like the the hall of very good, almost there, didn't quite get there, but they're fun. They're a sweat, and you can get some big numbers if on some real viable guys if you look in the right places. So interception leader, sacks leader, the teams to start 0 and 5, 5 and 0. I'll even throw the last winless team or last undefeated team. I feel like that's all kind of the same there. Um, so those are always fun. Again, another one that has come close, never quite hit. Shout out Carolina Panthers, Panthers circa 2021 or something like that. I don't know. I don't think they won another mm-hmm. game all season after starting 3-0, <laughs> but that was a fun sweat. Um, NFL receiving and rushing leader. And this is one you can also, like for some reason I gravitate towards the skill guys as opposed to the QBs as opposed to the passing leader. But this is one – so this is a more of a fond memory, but hitting Stephon Diggs in the middle of the season around Thanksgiving, maybe a little bit before, a couple seasons ago when he led the league in receiving yards. But these are ones that you can play a little bit before the season and you can play in season. Um, So enjoy those as well. And then – well, I did six, kind of. So (laughs) – 
<laughs> Anytime touchdowns, I, I don't, you know what? I don't know I if they're top five. It. Yeah, they're, they're right it. on the cusp. I mean, they're fine. You get some juicy numbers on some guys. We have a lot of guests that come on. Gilles Gallant is one that you could shout out. Uh, Noops is another that go down those, find some bigger numbers. And if you hit, it's a blast. Uh, but the one, I'll leave that as my first runner-up. But the exact order of the division slash a division like leaders parlay, something like that. That's something fun. You go into the Ooh, season yeah. and you throw down mm. 10, 20 bucks for a six figure payday that you never hit. But for a <laughs> bit there, you think you can. So, so those are a couple of my faves. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Isn't it fun to dissect tiebreakers when you get to those division standings? Yeah, well, it's. The- like division the record, thing, conference record, percentage, the other thing co- stood similar out. opponents. Yeah. So how, how many of differential? Us, how many of us ended up putting things in our top five that we have great memories of hitting? Yeah. I think that's natural. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or sources of pain. You know, we were talking about it earlier. I, I like comeback player, too. I don't know if it's going to be much of a storyline this year, but most years, it, it flips a lot. When Bur- Was it Burrow mm-hmm. a couple years ago? He was not the fa- It was Dak all year. He was a big right. favorite. And then it flipped yeah. at the very end. It, and that was sort of pre-Joe Burrow being who he is. Like, we looked at that rookie campaign and thought, oh, that offensive line is miserable. He's not going to, you know, evade pressure at all. And that's just going to persist until they figure it out. So definitely there was a narrative there that just about everybody bought into. Meanwhile, it was just Dak was injured. He's never injured. He'll come back. The Cowboys will be great. Everything will be just fine. Instead, Joe, Joe Burrow became what a top five quarterback all of a sudden yes yeah that 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 one was really fun and what's what's happened since the last five have all been quarterbacks and nobody believes mm-hmm. that a quarterback's going to win it this year well russ wilson i got uh what the highest share <laughs> yeah and by people that yeah they're they're tempted by the number i guess and i'm sure colorado being legal <laughs> is a big big uh big reason that there's some liability built up there sean payton i think also has something to do with it that russell wilson also made the super bowl one one all of that stuff i certainly there are a lot of things you can point to i I mean look you talk about a team that's underperformed over the last few years i I think denver's near the top of that list so i think Mm -hmm. broncos fans especially are clamoring to finally meet expectations This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's coming up here on the BetQL Network.